0: I'm Adam, and this is the Your 9am podcast. At work, our different experiences, perspectives, and backgrounds collide, and it's not always obvious how the small and large decisions we make affect other people. I created Your 9am to make it easy for people to start conversations that create change where they work. If you haven't subscribed to the newsletter yet, sign up at your9am.com. Today I'm joined by my wife Anna and our friend Tila. So let's get down to business. I want to start out with a question. Is this sexism? I say this up front because I don't think that it's necessarily clear to people what sexism is or what it looks like in the office in present day. And so I ask this question because in the newsletter story that we're talking about today, one of our subscribers tells us about her experience working at what she understands to be as a sexist company. And she tells us that there's this all-male basketball team, and this is just one example that she gives, but there's this all-male basketball team, and women haven't been invited to play with them. And during the week at work, the CEO walks around the office and kind of normally says hello to people, but his interactions with men are completely different. The CEO is on the basketball team, and so when he sees guys, he's buddy-buddy with them, they talk about the game, but he's quite different in interacting with the women. He acknowledges them, but it's not exactly the same. When you two hear this, do you sort of identify this as a overall sexist culture?
1: It sounds... Yeah, I would call it a sexist company. It sounds to me like they're probably not like aware that... Gender is playing a part in how they interact with people,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but whether or not you realize it, that doesn't mean that that's like that. It's still happening. It yeah,
0: yeah. But I mean, what about you know? Let's let's say people don't recognize this, and they, you know, you're a guy at this company. You don't recognize it. The CEO comes around and he's buddy buddy with you, and everything is great to you. Um, why does anything need to change? You know why why is there a problem if the CEO comes in and has a conversation with you, but he doesn't go and have a conversation with other women in the office.
1: Yeah. I mean like the thing that I would say about just like whether or not you're aware of it, it's like if someone is racist mm-hmm. and they are aware, or they're not aware of it. Does that still make them racist? Potentially, potentially not. I mean, I think so. I think regardless, I think if like your actions deemed by a person, like if you are racist, like you are definitely, I don't know. That that's kind of like how I, I think about it when it comes to like gender inequality. Yeah. Um,
0: this lack of awareness about what's happening in the office, right? Right. From the from from people that are in that from people that are interacting with the CEO, things are great, they're buddy buddy. Women are getting ignored. Maybe they recognize it, maybe they don't. But I guess what I'm trying to get at is how can you convince people in that position that there actually is an issue at work?
2: You mean the men that don't yeah. that don't realize that yeah. they're in a basically in a place of privilege
0: whether they're oblivious or not how do you actually have a conversation or point out the fact that what they're engaging in might actually create a more sexist culture
2: or toxic for a whole subset of people you have to you have to call it out head on that's the only thing that I can think of I can't think of a subtle conversation that you could have where like Maybe you're standing at the water cooler, if anybody stands at water coolers anymore, and say to Lacroix, a, a man, there you go. <laughs> go to the refrigerator. With us. All the Lacroix options are, and you're, you know, one of your male coworkers is next to you, and you say, "Hey, did you notice that, you know, CEO Bob, whatever, came in and said, like, was talking to you guys, like, had a full conversation, but then when like I said hi, just basically like said, hey, and walked away." Mm-hmm. And so, you can either, you know, call it out sort of, like, in a conversational, like, observant way rather than, like, a confrontational way just to start to bring awareness to it. Um, But aside from that, I can't think of a way that you can start to at least open people's eyes. Yeah, I feel like it could either be the person that comes
1: to the manager... Or it could be an ally. So, for example, there have been scenarios where I've had friends say, hey, I noticed that this happened. Would you like me to say something so you're not having to carry that weight? Mm. The other thing, if you're going to bring it up yourself, what it's really hard to do, and what I've done before, is like I really plan for like a meeting. Mm. And in that meeting, I just talk about the ways that an instance made me feel. So people tend to dig their heels in and get really defensive. If you're like, hey, you're being um unfair to women they're like no i'm not But like hey like i'm having a really hard time connecting with you and i would like to understand how to do that mm. so we can like because you know we work together all the time and it's like approaching it from that way mm. because then maybe mm. it's like you can connect with your manager in a different way than they connect with joe and they walk by and talk about baseball yeah yeah but it's like getting them to kind of think about it in a way like then maybe they're not there's no negative intent but it's coming off that way hmm so if you're actually trying to have a conversation to progress something forward I feel like it's important to say like hey like I didn't feel safe when you made these comments because of this or I didn't really feel like a part of the team and I'm here because of xyz and I want to figure out how to do that like you shouldn't be on you to fix their the way that they're acting
0: yeah great point I, yeah to that. I love where you just went with that because it's not something someone else does wrong it's something that No one can kind of take away from you. It's the way that you feel in response to what's going on. Yeah. And so how can you possibly argue with that uh, if someone takes that approach? Yeah. But I also wonder if you were to do something like that, two thoughts come to mind. One is how do you overcome that barrier to first even how do you get to a point where you're comfortable having that conversation in the first place? Like, how do you get to a point where you're okay talking about your feelings at work where no one even talks about feelings in the first place, usually? <laughs>
1: um,
0: and then I think this, the second question is, how do you how do you prepare yourself for sort of like a negative response, you know, or or maybe you don't need to at all and you don't care?
1: Yeah. I think it's really important for... One, for you to externally validate with someone. Like, if you're feeling some way, you're going to need a community, whether that's in the company or outside the company, to validate your experience and be like, hey, I'm feeling this way. Like, I notice this person is acting differently towards me. Like, can you – and, like, that person, like, I have to in a safe environment, but hmm. with a close friend and be like, hey, this is happening. And then usually that would help me feel more confident of, like, yeah, okay, something is going on here. And so then you have to realize yourself it's like, whether or not you're right, it's, it's worth it to have that conversation. And then another part that helped me was having a mentor. So mm-hmm. I would actually do role play and then I wrote everything out. So like I had an uncomfortable conversation. I'd say, Hey, like I'm really like focused on this conversation. I want you to know I have my phone out cause I want to make sure I capture everything I want to wow. share. Right. Uh, and then the other part I will say is that as a society, we have to move away from the, the notion that talking about your feelings at work in some way invalidates what you're saying or it's not something that's strong. Because that's actually the important piece. But that's a whole society change. And yeah, people will always derail it and try and make it about you. And the best thing you can do is go back to like, hey, I really just want to focus on like how this made me feel and how we can move forward.
0: That was beautiful.
1: <laughs>
2: that was amazing.
1: Yeah. yeah. I think it's My coach coached me through that. Wow. <laughs> literally, like literally, yeah. like in an actual
0: instance. Yeah. Wow. And what kind of coach is that, just for reference?
1: Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> um, a professional coach. She's amazing. Okay. Amazing black woman. Okay. Yeah.
0: All right.
2: Yeah. Cool. Yeah, everybody should get a coach. Oh my gosh, yeah. like Coach
1: changed my life.
0: Let's say that there's groups that are sort of being created at the company and, and they're male groups and, you know, they seem to exclude women in one way or another. Does that kind of change your answer at all? Do you still... So say there's a male-only basketball team. Mm-hmm. Do you still sort of go up to the people on the basketball team and say, "Hey, you know, I feel like I feel like i'm i don't know I don't know how you would relay your feelings in that scenario
1: yeah, I mean, I think for me, I think it's important that you have to distinguish that's like is the by virtue of the team being together and being all male is that making you feel like off put and you don't want to join, or did they actually do something or say something either in a nonverbal or verbal way that made you feel that way mm-hmm. because if it's the if it's the latter, then, like, yes, you address that. Like, hey, I read the situation like this, and, like, it may not be that way. That may not be your intent, but I just want to check in about this. It's important to me. And then it, you also have to check yourself, and that's, like, friends can be great for it. It's, like, are you just being, like, hey, I, I don't know, this team doesn't want to join. Then if I brought up to a friend, they'd be, like, I think you should join. Like, I feel like it's a good group of people. Yeah, I think yeah. it's important to, pro- like, practice what you preach in that sense of, like, yeah. hey, if you're also asking people to really, like, take ownership and accountability for their own feelings and emotions, Mm -hmm. like, you also have to do that.
0: But so how does the context change, though, when you're dealing with something that's sort of grassroots, like a basketball team, versus something that seems more related to work and performance and ability to, you know, be noticed, like the CEO coming around and being Mm -hmm. buddy-buddy with all the guys at work, but ignoring all the women, is there... Is there sort of a, do you care as much about the scenario where maybe you're just excluded as a woman from doing specific things if it has no impact on your work?
2: I think that this is uh, an age-old problem, and I think that a lot of women have seen this play out in many different ways, like since women have been infiltrating the workforce um, since from the 70s till now, basically. And traditionally, men would do business on the golf course, and women mm-hmm. didn't play golf. They weren't allowed to play golf. They weren't like brought up to learn how to, you know, basically practice or to play this sport that was an integral part of the highest levels of business. Mm-hmm. So this is not a new problem. Mm-hmm. And I think that separating, you know, separating like this basketball team, for instance, that was all men and gave the CEO sort of this sense of camaraderie with these other men, um, and that he then lacked with women. Is just another way that this whole theme playing out.
0: Oh, if it all connects, right? Yeah. So you're buddy, yeah. buddy, but then you guys are also on the court together. Yeah, exactly. Sure. So it's
2: like you know, you're on the court, you're you're you know, you're drinking water on the sidelines, and you just like happen to mention a project that you're working on, and the CEO overhears it, or like another Absolutely. person up up above hears it, mm-hmm. and that is an opportunity that then women are missing out on. So one, I think the question you have to ask is, like you said, what is this team put together? company sponsored Mm -hmm. and uh if so then there's a huge problem there because it should have been much more um much more encouraged for women to join Mm -hmm. and maybe even like mandated that there was some sort of a split but the other thing is just like as women to i think i can't remember if tila said at this time or if we've had past conversations about this but like having the onus on us to always have to be like hey what about me what about me? Like, I want to join this. Like I, I need to be there. Cause like we're ambitious women. We want to get promoted. We want to be part of those conversations, but it is exhausting to constantly have to be looking out and be, you know, on, on guard for these opportunities that you might be missing and not even know that you're missing. Yeah. And, and the, my point in saying, kind of like tying that together with uh, the golf example is that this isn't new. And uh, I think the fact that we're continuing to have this conversation is, it's kind of disappointing that this is still happening and this is still a problem.
1: Oh. It makes me think about that. I can't remember the book. I feel like it was a book that we read, like a sales book. But they talked about how, you know, VCs in Silicon Valley, they used to do that hot tub test. Totally. And the hot tub test was they basically <laughs> like take yeah. them yeah. to like Tahoe or whatever it was and like they get and see how long they could be in a hot tub. But I think, regardless <laughs> of like how long the person stays or whatever, I think the heart of that story remains that there are just a lot of these like inherently like male privileged places that women can't access without someone like shaming them or yeah. like make mi- diminishing their character yeah. and so it's kind of like you're always set up to fail and that's the part where it's like if you can't have an honest conversation about that then it's like that's never actually gonna change
2: totally yeah cool. and I, I like what you brought up about allies too you know like if there's like one or two men at that company who see or maybe they you know they've got like th- they're friends with Um, one of these women that sees this pattern happening and they're able to kind of be that voice and say it should be a co-ed team or like, you know, we should, you guys should come to the games and like we should go to beers after or whatever. If Mm -hmm. it's not, you know, if people don't want to play basketball, I can't play basketball. So that wouldn't be for me, but I would like to go have a drink afterwards, you know? Mm -hmm.
0: know. Well tell me this though, you were talking and you made a point that if it was company sponsored then there's an issue. Yeah. What if it's not company sponsored? What if this is just guys and the CEO yeah. cool. and then go out and play basketball?
2: Totally. Is,
0: how do you, like, that's a, t- that's a totally different ball game, I'm assuming.
2: Yeah, literally. Huh.
0: Maybe you would. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Either I'm really God. clever or, <laughs> I don't think I'm actually that clever. But what do you, how, do, how do you approach that situation versus the other one? I mean, it, do you approach it at all in, in any different way? Especially if a CEO is involved, you might as well call that company sponsored, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think you can. Something can be said about the CEO interacting with anyone outside of work. Yeah. Honestly, I feel like it's a kind of an unfortunate thing that CEOs have to realize. Yeah. yeah. That you have to realize that regardless, if you're like, I'm not the CEO right now, or I'm not the VP now, I'm or whatever. Taking off my it, it doesn't.
2: It, my CEO have, you can't. That power. That yeah. Is super glued to your head. Yeah. That so power exchange is always there. Yeah. Exactly, and I think if it and if it is just you know a group of friends that are going out and they're. Um, Having, like you know, playing co-ed, or not coed playing, um, like, pick up basketball or whatever every once in a while, um, I get that, you know? Like, I certainly have my group of friends at work that yeah. I'm not necessarily going to extend the invite to everybody, but if it is something that, um, where a business gets done, that's a problem. Like, I yeah. regardless of whether or not it is company-sponsored or, or it's just a group of, of pals from work, uh, I think you're essentially excluding uh, a whole group of people from advancing at the company and being exposed to these conversations.
1: I agree. I think it's, I mean, I literally, at uh, one of our companies that happened where yeah. they had a soccer team and I was co-ed and I joined and it's one of the few female identified folks. And one of our co-founders was there and, I mean, it never felt, it was such a welcoming environment, but also, yeah, you got to realize that like unconsciously that's impacting the co-founder, right? Mm. Whenever you're talking about someone to like work with on projects, he's like, oh, well I know X, Y, Z person. 100%. I mean, yep. so yeah, I mean, yep. that's...
2: It just happens. Like it's a natural thing that happens. <clears throat> yeah. Um, But I think people, especially at like the co-founder, you know, VP at higher levels of leadership, they need to recognize yeah, like, when it's happening. And then put something in place to counterbalance it, right? It's not to say that you can't hang out with your friends or like have those like relationships that uh, that aren't sponsored per se or uh, or whatever. But like you have to be really, really, really conscious of it.
1: I think, and yeah, that's what, and like going back to like that, that's when you can go to the person and say like, hey, like I really want to find a way to connect with you. Mm-hmm. And soccer, baseball, whatever it is, isn't like my form, mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm.
0: This is beautifully, this is, I like this dynamic going on right here. Um, Tana! (laughs) Is that what it is, Tana? Yeah,
1: this is Tana.